Welcome, Harvest Church family, and thank you for joining us this week for our sermon podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged with the message prepared. Right now, let's listen in to this week's message. Stand with me all across the auditorium here this morning just for a moment. And today is Thanksgiving Sunday. We're getting ready to launch out into this great week. And I love this holiday season. This is the beginning of it. Cherish every day that you have, especially your times with family. And as you well know, it all goes by so fast. It just comes, you come slowly and then goes zing, just like that. That's how it works, but cherish, cherish all the moments. And especially, make Christ and make God the center of your Thanksgiving and your Christmas as well, you know? And uh, those of you that are believers, you can kind of take the lead in that, and not in a pushy way, but just in a, in a, uh, uh, a nice, uh, you know, uh, easy way, just in, in, in uh, uh, you know, a respectful way, and, but, but, uh, and others around you, because they're, they're just waiting for your lead, and they'll just be glad to pray with you, and be glad to bless the food and all of that, so I just bless you. So Thanksgiving Sunday. The Bible says this, uh, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Say it with me this morning, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Thank you very much. I'm going to pray here in just a second, and I want to just say, first of all, thank you again, everyone, for just your faithfulness in giving through this whole season of pandemic. Um, we, you know, we've been open since February right now, but you're just waiting and waiting for uh, uh, all of us that have been online for so many months and away from the church for so many months to all come back, and it's just happening over and over. Great turnout this morning. But during these times, you, you, you're, you're, you're watching the dials, and you're watching like how everything's going and how God's providing, and God has just been so miraculous in pro- providing for Harvest Church. Um, I've always looked at Harvest Church as a church that God kind of God sovereignly raised up, and He just has a way of sovereignly blessing it. I, I drive by it on the freeway, and I go like, "I'm so glad, God, you let me be a part of this church because it's not me, it's you, and it's what you're doing." But just uh, last week, um, I was meeting with the board last week, or, and we do this every month. And we, of course, look at the uh, life of the church. We look at the finances of the church. But much to my surprise, um, just this happened like three or four days ago, much to my surprise, I received the October financial report, and uh, uh, it turned out that this last October was the strongest October in giving in the history of our church in 35 years. So it's not this year, I'm talking about the strongest October in 35 years of ministry. So anytime that I say we've had a record month, it's not a record on the year, it's a record on 35 years, and it takes a lot to do that because we've had a lot of great Octobers. But uh, I want to ask you just to give the Lord a great hand clap for that. Would you do that, amen? <clears throat> and, then, um, and then also, uh, whatever the turkeys are available and those slips that are available as well, in addition to that, um, uh, we, this year, we've really been hit hard by a recession that's causing a lot of prices to go up. If you're here this morning, you go like, I don't even know how we're going to be going to buy our groceries this week or how, we, how can we do it? Um, we already have some uh, cards available, uh, uh, grocery cards available uh, at the information center. Just see Pastor Gary after first service or second service. And if we run out, we'll take your name and we'll have them here by Monday, all right? So um, if we run out, but we want to just make that available to anyone that would have a need in that area. 
And don't be embarrassed at all. Uh, at all. Just, it's, it just say, thank you, Lord God. I was wondering how we are going to do that. And so uh, uh, just go see Gary, and we'll, 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 we'll be able to do whatever it takes, all right? So uh, let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord God, that you're the giver of good gifts. You're the one that supplies all of our needs. Thank you, Lord God, that we can be a church family. And uh, Lord, I just pray that we can be a blessing, uh, not only to you, Lord God, especially to you, Lord God, but to one another as well. And so, Lord, we just uh, stand here this morning just amazed at your goodness and your graciousness. And uh, Lord, we are here just to give you thanks, and we bless your holy name. And uh, all of God's people said aloud, amen, amen. Lord, speak to us in this message, I pray, and let our hearts be open. And Lord, let us give you thanks today in the name of Jesus, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Say it with me this morning. This is my Bible, the living and powerful, proven word of God, a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path, God's holy word on which I stand. And having done all, I'm going to stand on the word of God. Whatever the word of God says I am, whatever the word of God says I have, whatever the word of God says I can do, say it with me. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, today marks the beginning of Thanksgiving week, and it's one of my favorite times of the year. It's just the history of Thanksgiving. The first Thanksgiving, there's a picture of it that'll come up. The first Thanksgiving was celebrated by the pilgrims right after their first harvest in the New World in 1621. It lasted three days, three days of celebration because they had their first harvest. They came over here, the pilgrims did, had their first harvest. And it went for three days, and it had 53 pilgrims and 90 Native Americans. And uh, notice the giving of thanks that was taking place on the, on the very first harvest. And so right from the get-go, there was this sensing that God has helped us, God has kept us, and we need to give the Lord thanks. Now, during this Thanksgiving week, you could ask this question, what is God's will for you on this Thanksgiving? And, and I want you to just kind of think about this. What is God's will for me on this Thanksgiving. Well, God's will for each one of us is that we would always be thankful, not just on Thanksgiving, but year-round. And we all know that, but to, having an attitude of gratitude and giving thanks for all the blessings. Somebody said one time, we'd be more thankful if we were more thankful, you know, if we just thought about it. Count your blessings, see what God has done. And uh, we used to sing, count your blessings, name them one by one, and count your blessings, uh, and see what God has done. What I'm trying to say is there's always something to be thankful for. Would you agree with that, amen? But what is God's will? I just kind of want to emphasize that this morning. The Bible says this, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Think about that. Our giving thanks is really the will of God in Christ Jesus for us. And then the Bible says this in another version in the NIV, it says this, give thanks in all circumstances. Whoa, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I want you to see it again. This is God's will for you to give thanks in all circumstances. And then another version, the New Living Translation says it this way, no matter what happens, say it with me this morning, no matter what happens, always be thankful for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. It's God's will for us to be thankful. Uh, so God's working. I just heard a great sermon just the other night. I was listening last night maybe 
Uh, I'll listen to AM radio sometimes just to fall asleep, but I, I was listening to David Jeremiah was preaching on uh, David Jeremiah was preaching on the providence of God and how God works all things together for good, the good things and the bad things. You know, uh, Romans 8:28. Aren't you glad that God is working in our lives? The, we're going through tough times, we're going through good times, but in the whole mix of it all, he's working all things together for good. If you believe that, say aloud, amen, amen. So when we say, no matter what happens, always be thankful for this is God's will. For all of you who belong to Christ, if it's God's will, let me just tell you what, this verse has been road tested during the past 21 months of the COVID epidemic. It's been road tested. And I want to just tell you here this morning, you all are passing the test, all right? I just want to tell you, this verse has been road tested to keep thankful in all situations, but I want to, I'm looking at people here this morning, I'm looking at a church right now, y'all are passing the test. And if you receive that, say an amen, amen? Now, this morning, there's a lot of ways to go uh, on Thanksgiving because there's so many scriptures and so many stories from Genesis to Revelation about giving thanks to the Lord, just hundreds of them. But it's hard to find a better story, and it's my favorite one, uh, to illustrate Thanksgiving than the story of the 10 lepers. How many remember the story of the 10 lepers, right? And the 10 lepers is only found in one of the Gospels. It's the Gospel of Luke, and it's Luke chapter 17, verse 11 through 19. So I'd like you to just take your Bibles out this morning, just turn to Luke chapter 17, verse 11 through 19. We'll kind of unpack that this morning for a few moments, all right? So Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, and while Jesus was on his way, he traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. When you're in the Holy Land someday, when you go to the Holy Land, You'll be able to see when you're up on the Golan Heights, you'll be able to look down into Samaria. And then if you get to other parts, you'll be able to actually be right on the border of Lebanon. And you'll be just in this interesting part of the country. And, and, and so he was on his way back to Jerusalem. And by the way, when you go to Jerusalem someday, when you, when you start driving into that holy city, it's like a spiritual experience. Man, you'll be singing Jerusalem, Jerusalem, and when you get there, you'll feel like you belong there. I'm telling you what, it's the only place in the world where I went, I go like, I think I belong here, right here in Jerusalem. It's because it's the holy city. And everyone that's been to Israel and all that want to go, just say amen, all right? And so uh, now Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him and they stood at a distance. Now, the, the lepers had this terrible disease at that time that was incurable. Leprosy still exists today, but not like it did back then. And it would eat away at your flesh, eat away so much that even your uh, fingers and your nose and, and toes and things like that could actually come off. It was just a terrible, terrible disease that everybody dreaded. And they stood at a distance when Jesus came their way. They were required by Levitical law to stand at a distance. And so, because nobody else wanted this disease. Now, I can just tell you this. We might have read this story before, heard it before, heard about leprosy before, and standing at a distance. We kind of had an understanding of that. But I think we have a greater understanding of it today than we've ever had before. Because at the beginning of 2020, we didn't really know what it meant to social distance, but we do now. 
And just, in other words, we didn't really know what it meant to be, stay at a distance, but we do now. It's called social distancing. So we know that right now. You know, put your arm out right there, and the other one puts their arm out, and that'd be social distancing. We're not practicing as much as we used to do, but we certainly understand it. So he comes, and then he goes by a group of lepers, 10 lepers, and they cried out in a loud, loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us or have mercy on us. So they cried out in a loud voice. And you can see a picture right up here of uh, what that might have looked like. There, Jesus walking by. He's on his way to Jerusalem. And then a leper colony that he's walking by, 10 lepers kind of just, they hear that Jesus is in the area, and they cried out. Instead of crying out, unclean, unclean, now they're crying out, Lord, have mercy on us, because they see that Jesus is there. So they were lifting their voices originally to say, unclean, unclean, stay away, But when they saw it was Jesus and they'd heard about Jesus, they said, Lord, have mercy on us. Here's what I want you to see about Jesus this morning is Jesus is someone who cares, honestly cares for those who've been marginalized in a society. And by marginalized, it means their power, their prominence, their confidence has been taken away. Many times by the things that they've gone through, many times by the diseases that they're suffering. And, but Jesus still reached out to the marginalized in society. And I want to just say here this morning, we are the most like Jesus when we do what we can to be a blessing to those who've been marginalized in society as well. Can I get a witness here this morning? Amen. So when Jesus saw them, he saw the lepers, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. So he says, go show yourselves to the priests. Why did he not say, go show yourselves to your friends? Why not, he didn't say, go show yourselves to your families. You haven't seen them in a long time. The reason why he said to go show yourself to the priest, because the priest at that time would be the one that would declare that the leprosy was free from the body. The, they, the, the, the priest would say, okay, the sores are gone, everything's clear, and you can return to society. But the priest was the one that made the final decision. So they said, go show yourself to the priest. And it says this, and as they went, they were cleansed. Now you have all of this leprosy all over their bodies. Jesus said, just go, he didn't say, you're healed right now. He just told them what to do. He said, go show yourselves to the priests. So, well, I'm not healed yet. Why should I go show myself to the priests? No, that's not the question. The question is, what did Jesus say? And I'll tell you what, sometimes Jesus will say something in your life that doesn't seem to make sense at the time, but obey him anyway, because Jesus always knows what he's doing. Amen? You know, I mean... I didn't quite get, I'm, I was here to get a healing, I'm not healed yet. He says, go show yourselves to the priest. So they did, they walked away, and then the Bible says this, as they went, they were healed. And if you can imagine this, as they went, their flesh started to heal up. The flesh is derma. The flesh is an organ of the body. Not everyone knows that. Just like a heart is an organ, lungs are organs. In other words, the flesh is the largest organ in the body, and their flesh was being eaten away, and all of a sudden, instead of being eaten away, it was being healed as they walked towards the priest. Hallelujah. So whatever Jesus says to do, do it even when it doesn't make sense. Now, one of them, now you have 10 lepers and they're healed, One of them, when he was healed, but it was only one, one of them, when he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. So first of all, they cried out in a loud voice, unclean, unclean. 
Then they saw Jesus and they said, Jesus, they said in a loud voice, they said, have mercy on us, have pity on us. But now this one comes back to Jesus, praising God in a loud voice for giving thanks for the miracle that he saw happen in his body. Hallelujah. So I want to just say here this morning, there's many times in our lives when we've cried out to the Lord. And what I want you to see this morning with this leper that came back, he was so overwhelmed, he was so excited about what just happened that he came back to the Lord and he fell at his feet and he began to praise him and give him thanks in a loud voice. So there's many times in our lives along the way and on the journey that we'll cry out to the Lord and God will somehow make a way where there seems to be no way. He'll deliver us. He'll provide for us. He'll heal us. He'll do what only God can do. And when those times happen, let me just tell you what, it's okay to get excited. Can I get a witness amen? When I think of his goodness and what he's done for me when I think of his goodness and how he set me free. I want to dance, 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 dance all night, but you know, uh, nobody would ever buy my records, but I have a fun time. God loves to hear me sing. He gets a kick out of it, all right? And he loves to hear you sing too, you know. And, 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 uh, <laughs> and we all sing better in our cars, have you noticed? <clears throat> But it's okay to get excited because we get excited about so many things in life, football games, basketball games, happy occasions, and so forth, and it's all good, but the thing we should get the most excited about is when God comes on the scene of our lives and blesses us in so many ways that we receive on a daily basis. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you what, if you look for God's blessing on your life, even on a daily basis, Man, I'm telling you what, you'll find something to thank God for every day. The other day, I was just driving on Highway uh, uh, 50, so I was at the 5, I was going uh, uh, up the 5 north, then I, was going to, uh, I went to the right on the 50, and uh, uh, I was headed east then, and when I was headed east, there's also, you can go to the 99 on the 50. Does any, anyone follow me? You can go all the way, and they, they've widened the lanes. They've got about six lanes in there now, and it's all, you know, real wide and really nice. But as I got over to the uh, 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 99 going south, so I'm in the east lane now, and you could go south there, but I wasn't going to go south. I was going to continue east. But this car was in the lane that was going south, and all of a sudden, he decides he's in the wrong lane and he merges. Like, what are you seeing? It's right by the barrier. He comes across the barrier and went right into the barrier. He's right next to me, right into the barrier, collapsed the barrier completely, turned the car around, and then it, it would all happen in a millisecond. And everyone is doing about 60, 65 miles an hour and just boom like that. And I just looked in my rearview mirror, and, and, and his car was backed. Of course, all the airbags had gone in. You couldn't turn around on the freeway. And I looked to see what happened. It could have been sudden death. It, it, for sure, it was sudden injury because he collapsed it and bounced off it and came back at a high speed. He hit, it was a head-on. He didn't glance off of it. He hit it. And then I just go like, God, that just happened right there in three milliseconds, right next to me. And I'm going like, my, you know, you value every day you've got, but just be thankful. They say, God, man, I'm so glad you spared me from an accident. And then I prayed for him or whoever the person was driving. Say, God, I just pray that you'll spare that person's life. But we don't have a guarantee in life. And if you keep your eyes open, you'll see, man, God, I think you, you probably just saved my life right there. 
Let me just kind of submit to you that if you drive on I-5 or 99, you've probably had your life saved a bunch of times. Can I get a witness? Amen. But never overlook what's going on. Hallelujah. So he came back to give praise. What I'm trying to say here this morning, everyone, is that it's okay to get excited about the things that God is doing and even little things that he's doing. Even little things that he's doing. Don't, it's not all the major things, it's even the minor things in life. Thank you, Lord God, that you gave me a parking spot right in front of Hallmark, right at the front by Target. And then another day that he doesn't do that and you're a mile away, thank you, Lord God, you care so much about my heart that you're making me walk to Target today. It's all good. Can I get a witness? Amen. Just be thankful. Hallelujah. So, the thing we should be most excited about are the many blessings we receive on a daily basis. In fact, let's just take a moment right now and do what that one that came back to the Lord did, that one leper that was healed. Let's just praise God for all that he's done in our lives this morning on this Thanksgiving Sunday. Would you just do this right now? The Bible says, oh, clap your hands, all you people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. And if you're in a place right now where the walls haven't fallen yet or the sea hasn't parted yet, you can thank God that he's going to do it again in the name of Jesus. That's a shout right there. Just thank you, Lord God. I might be in a spot right now, but you're going to get me out of this spot just like you've done before. Hallelujah. Thank you. That was a good applause, by the way, everyone. God bless you. So this man, he threw himself at Jesus' feet and he thanked him and he was a Samaritan. He was a Samaritan. You can see a picture come up. He was a Samaritan. Now, you can see in this picture, there's the Samaritan that came back. The other nine are presumed by the scholars to be Jews, all right? There was only one Samaritan. Uh, the reason why that uh, uh, Jews never hung out with the Samaritan, but in their shared misery, all of their titles fell to the ground because they were all lepers now. It wasn't Jew or Gentile or Jew or Samaritans. They were all lepers, and they all needed a healing. And so uh, when they got their healing as they went, they were just shouting, and, and I, I'm sure they're shouting to God too. They, they left Christ behind. You can see Christ kind of looking at them like, where are the nine? But this one came back to give him praise, but he was a Samaritan. The Samaritans were despised because they were known as kind of mixed Breed, they, 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 uh, they would be called mixed breed uh, by the, the Jews at that time uh, because they would intermarry and so they would mix with other cultures and then they would also mix with other religions. They would sometimes mix with pagan religions. So to a Jew, a Samaritan was just not a true Jew and we don't want anything to do with them. And, and, and so, uh, but Jesus healed him. Aren't you glad that Jesus heals us, by the way, we're, none of us are true anything, I don't think. I think we're all mixed up, you know what I'm saying? I don't know how many, do your DNA test, you know, and you'll find out how mixed up you are. But I am thank you that God takes us just as we are. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Now, Jesus asked the Samaritan, he said, and by the way, Jews just wouldn't hang out with Samaritans. But here's Jesus having compassion on him, and Jesus asked, were there not 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? In other words, we just, I thought 10 were cleansed, and he was right, but where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Has no one come back to give thanks? 
And then he said to them, rise and go, your faith has made you well. Rise and go, your faith has made you well. A couple of things happened here, um, and if you study this out, uh, or if you kind of read maybe in commentaries or whatever, and by the way, commentaries are really good to read, especially by great theologians. Theologians are just people, theology is the study of God, okay? And lots of times theologians get, you know, this big rap that they're just stuffy or anything. No, they're just digging deeper, and there's lots of great commentaries out there. But what they were saying here is this, is that not only did this Samaritan receive a bodily healing, but he, healed, he received a healing for the soul as well. He received something that the others didn't receive. He received just a little bit more. Not only was his body healed, because this, it says, rise and go, your faith has made you well. Actually, that can be translated, your faith has saved you. How many are glad that God saved you, amen? And how many of you glad that God healed you, amen? But let me just tell you this, your body, no matter how healed it is, is perishable. Have you noticed how perishable your body can be? And it needs to be healed again and again. Just like your tires need to be replaced on your car, your body needs to be healed and healed again. But God not only healed his body, but he also healed his soul. And most theologians believe that he came to Christ that day and that his heart was transformed as well. Hallelujah. Now, isn't that a nice thought? You know? So we can all identify with the story of the ten lepers uh, because we all have had something in our lives that was cleansed or healed because we crossed paths with Jesus. And that's the whole thing. When you cross paths with Jesus, something's going to change. So the most important takeaway that we can get today is that we would not be like the nine who walked away, but that we would be like the one, we'd always be like the one who came and returned to give thanks and, 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 and to the Lord. That's the big takeaway is always be thankful. And here's the other side of it too, everyone. Be thankful quickly. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'll tell you, when God does something in your life, and it's even maybe it's just in the moment, even, it might even be seen to be something light or insignificant, don't wait to give thanks. Give the Lord thanks right there in the moment. Thank you, Lord God. That was so nice, Lord God. Somebody picked up your check at a restaurant, give the Lord thanks for that, amen? Hallelujah. Somebody did something nice for you, just give thanks to the Lord. In other words, send the thanks right to the Lord, not two or three days later, remember, he came back right away, right in the moment when it happened. Or when you get blessed, man, let's just give the Lord thanks uh, right now in this moment. So be quick to give thanks. And always remember to be thankful. If you'll be, the, I really believe this, the more thankful you are, the more blessed you will be. I really, and I've, I've said this before, the more obedient you are, the more blessed you will be, but the more thankful you are, the more blessed you will be. The ones that got into trouble in the Old Testament were the people of God who were murmuring and complaining, and it cost them 40 years in the wilderness. How many of you would rather get to the promised land than spend 40 years? And it had a lot to do with murmuring and complaining. So don't be a murmurer and a complainer. Hallelujah, be a thanksgiver in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. And if your back is aching today, you can, when you just creak up and you go, thank you, Lord God, that I was at least able to get out of that chair. Thank you, Lord. That's progress to me. Amen. Now, hold it now. Everybody, you're looking at me funny. But, but there's a whole range we have. 20, 30-somethings, you don't even know what I'm talking about, and that's a good thing. But anybody, uh, you know, when you get to a certain spot, certain things more creak in your body than you were expecting. But then, again, you have a little more pain than you used to have. But thank God, 
Praise the Lord. I got up today and it was without a motorized chair. Thank you, Lord God. Whatever. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm just saying be thankful. Because there's, uh, the other day I was driving by. Uh, this happens to me every now and then. It's little reminders from God. But just the other day, just a few days ago, I was driving by into my neighborhood and on the sidewalk was a girl, and I think I shared this last week, I don't know if I did, but there was this girl being brought along by a, I shared it with the staff, that's what I did. Um, this girl was in an electric wheelchair, she was a, a paraplegic, and, and she was a young girl, probably in her mid-twenties, and then she had family around her, and then they were walking alongside of her. And then every time I see that, you know, that day, whatever problem I was having, we seem to have problems every day, sometimes pressures that are big to us. But then when I saw her, I go like, the Holy Spirit just reminded you don't have any problems. And I even said it to myself out loud, Perry, you don't have any problems. Whatever you got, whatever you think is a pressure right now, that's not really a problem. That girl that's in that, she would trade places with you right now. And, and I don't know how this all works in God's great scope or his economy of things that we see, but I think he puts little angels out there every now and then to remind us not to bellyache, but remind us to give more thanks. Can I get a witness? Amen. Thank you, Lord God. Give me a better hand than that on that one. Come on, okay? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. So speaking of giving thanks here this morning, I've got a friend here with me. His name is Verley Dillard. Verley has gone to church. I've been here 20 years, but Verley's been here longer than 20 years. Been maybe here 25 years. I don't know. But Verley had quite a year the last year, a year, a year of a difficulty, last year, year and a half. But man, he's come here this morning. He's been asking me for months, Pastor, could I just uh, come up and share? So I'm going to say today, Verley's going to be the one here this morning that came back to give thanks. Would you give Verley Dillard a, a welcome? Bless you, man. I've got so much to be thankful for this morning. Please bear with me for just a minute, church family. Good morning, church family. I am so thankful for each and every one of you. Allow me just to pray over you just real quick. Dear Heavenly Father, as we approach the holiday season, I pray a prayer of blessing for all families and individuals right now that each and every need would be met. In the name of Jesus, amen. For those uh, of you that don't know me, <clears throat> my name is Verley, Verley Dillard, and I've been a part of this church for almost 25 years. I am um, a servant of the Lord. I'm so glad to be part of this hospitality team, uh, serving you all, uh, serving the ushers, uh, security, and uh, um, and just and, and taking care of Pastor Perry uh, part of the time. And I just thank Pastor Pastor Gary Amenes and Pastor Perry. So anyway. Uh, Back in um, December 2019, I got sick and didn't really know what was matter, what was wrong. So it took a couple months to make a long story short. Uh, in uh, January or February, I was diagnosed with 
stage three colon cancer. And not only that, it was complicated because they also found out that I had some cysts in my pancreas. And if those pancreas, if those cysts in the pancreas had been uh, malignant, that would have been something that they had to take care of first. But God is so good, they, they came back benign. So, <clears throat> thank you. So anyway, I um, went in and I had uh, 12 treatments of, of chemotherapy. And uh, that's something I would wish on nobody. I'd be a liar to tell you that I wasn't hurting and you know I had some, some rough, rough days. And I guess if you're going to have to be uh, sick, uh, you know, I was sick during the pandemic. I was never sick with, with COVID, but uh, the Lord kept, uh, you know, the lamb's blood over the doorposts of my dwelling place. Uh, and I'm just so thankful for my church family. Uh, after, like I said, I had 12 treatments. After the sixth treatment, my body was cancer-free. I, I had to finish the rest of it. But uh, I just say, what do I have to worry about? There's people that I met, other cancer patients, that have been fighting cancer for years. Here I come blowing through in less than a year, and I am healed. I am healed. So I'm thankful, and I just want you to know, no matter what you're going through, if the Lord can do it for me, he will do it for you. And I have, I've got a little poem that my mother gave me. Uh, years ago, and I'll make it real quick and so Pastor can get back up here. But it's, uh, in the midst of it all, let not your heart be troubled. Whenever I am troubled and lost in despair, I bundle all my troubles up and I go to God in prayer. I tell him that I am heartsick, that I am lost and lonely too, that my mind is deeply burdened and I don't know what to do. But I know he stilled the tempest and he calmed the angry sea. And I humbly ask if in his love he'll do the same for me. And then I just keep quiet and think only thoughts of peace. And if I abide in stillness, my restless murmurings cease. So I would just like to tell you happy Thanksgiving and blessings to each and every one of you, I love you, and thank you for giving me an opportunity to share. And thank you. Amen. Thank you. Oh, you got Thank you. Amen. And time will not allow, but I know that all of you have something to be thankful for. Just raise your hand if I'm right. Amen. And uh, we would just uh, have a bunch more. We'd get all nine up here and, and just uh, give thanks. But I wanted Verily to be able to share it today. Uh, back in 2020, uh, when we were uh, off campus for so many months, uh, during that summer, when we were still off campus, Verley was in the midst of his chemotherapy he was quite gaunt, he was quite, um, he'd lost a lot of weight. What was the lowest weight you got to? 120. 120 pounds. And so he, he had lost a lot of weight. 
But he would come over to my house every week. He just said, Pastor, can I just come over to your house or every two weeks? And, and, just to, and he says, I just want to help you on your lawn and we can, we can fertilize the lawn and we can make it green and, and uh, make it really nice. And so we would meet uh, on like a Friday morning, something like that or whatever it was or Thursday, I can't remember, Friday morning, whatever day it was. And we'd go out, or no, it was Monday, yeah, Monday. We'd meet on Monday and then we'd come over and Verley would have this triple or quad mix of fertilizer in a barrel and he would just be putting that out and we'd, we'd put, man, I had the greenest lawn in the whole neighborhood. I'm telling you what. But it was, we weren't, meet, we weren't able to meet at church at that time so we had social fellowship, uh, you know, and still had, it was at that time we had to keep at a distance. You know, we were really practicing the distance, masked on the whole bit and, uh, you know, staying within like a 10 feet of each other and, but still having fellowship talking and then, We'd do the lawn thing, and then, and, but that was such a blessing to me, Verly. And then now, to see you with all this life and all of this vitality and sharing a testimony to the glory of God, hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Last thing, I just wanted to share uh, just some great news with you this morning. I don't know if you've noticed, but businesses all over Sacramento and Elk Grove are building. Have you noticed all this building going on? I mean, look at me right now. The casino's building, which I don't care about, but, uh, and I said, if you ever went over there, you'd be sure to pay your tithe, all right? But uh, I, don't, I don't want you going over there either, but, uh, but anyway, that's, you know, I'm not going to go there right now. I'll wait for another, wait for another time. And, uh, but uh, uh, gas stations, uh, hospitals going to be building. I just went down by Staples the other day and they're putting two or three new buildings in over there. Housing, building all over the place and then all over the city they're building. Why are they building? Because they're anticipating and they're preparing for better and brighter days ahead. In other words, they, the business sector has faith that, that things are gonna get bigger and better and brighter in the future. They're not just camping right here at COVID corner. They're saying we, we still believe that the future holds some promise, all right? So here at Harvest Church in the near future, we have faith that we're going to be able to one day build a new family life center that will be a two-story building at the, that side of the church where the modulars are right now, but it'll be much larger, it'll be two stories, and it'll really be concentrated on our youth junior high and children's ministries, but it'll have room enough for all kinds of ministries for adults as well. So that's already been laid out a couple of years ago. Uh, we put it on hold uh, for a while during the pandemic. We weren't in the middle of building program. Uh, we put it on hold after one of our business meetings, but that's, that, that hope has never gone away. So the project will cost about $5.5 million when, when all said and done. And it'll be, of course, first have to be approved by our Harvest Church board and then by our membership. But um, we believe that God is helping us. And so I've always hoped that we could do a project like this debt-free because in 2015, we became debt-free, if you remember. So during the last, and which was a great miracle, at the end of that year, uh, we went on a campaign called Take the Land and God helped us to take the land. So everything that you see, every improvement that you see here at Harvest Church, all these years, everything is paid in full and paid to zero. And so, uh, and then um, even... Even uh, last year, and I'm just talking about the goodness of God, even last year uh, when we were off campus for so many months, I think altogether uh, it was uh, 
10 months we were off campus or something like that. You wouldn't expect to do so well. But in missions giving alone, just by helping our missionaries, we support about 100 missionaries and ministries a month. And last year, out of 450 churches in our district, in, during a pandemic year, Harvest Church came in second in missions. I mean, that's amazing, all right? Um, uh, 600 and some thousand dollars to help support missionaries. So that was last year. How does that happen but for the grace of God? How do we have a month like we had but for the grace of God? So I've, hoped, I've always hoped that we could be debt-free. So in the course of the last five or six years, we don't spend everything that comes in. We put it aside and we, and we, we have a reserve fund and I always like to have six months in the bank, at least six months. It usually grows to be more like 12 months in the bank that you could operate without anything and still stay you know, functioning as a church. We, that's always been my goal. It started out a goal of three months. That's what the Holy Spirit showed me, to have three months in the bank as a reserve or emergency fund. But that quickly grew to six months, and that, that quickly grows to about 12 months if, you're, if you watch it. But over the course of the uh, five years, we've been able to save uh, about $2 million in addition uh, to our emergency fund. So you put the emergency fund, but then on top of that, another $2 million we've been able to save and why we've been able to save it is because of the goodness of the God and, and, the, and the faithfulness of all of you that have helped to give. So uh, now, uh, I, wanna just, uh, we've, I wanna just say that again. We've come to this point because of God's blessing and your faithfulness in giving. And by the way, Harvest Church isn't just a receiving church. Harvest Church is a giving church. And we're we, 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 uh, around us, churches all around us, and ministries all around us. Uh, we, we don't even talk about all of the things that take place during the course of a month. We never, hardly ever bring it up. But there's a lot of uh, things that take place that are a great benefit to uh, other churches and other pastors and other people in need. Because it's a core value. God, we are, uh, you've heard me say this, God has blessed us to be a blessing. Now, so... Right there, so we've saved an additional $2 million, and this project will probably cost around $5 million, 5.5, something like that. But in addition to our tithes and offerings, by the way, how many of you love giving to the Lord? You really do, amen? And, 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 and the word of God says this, excel in the gift of giving, all right? It just tells you to excel in the gift of giving. In other words, you love to give right now, but excel in the gift of giving. But I haven't really talked about this because I, I share very few messages on tithing. The only time that I talk about giving is before an offering. And, and in 20 years of ministry, I don't, I've never done a series on tithing. I've never, or, or, uh, but I do share every time that I stand up here and encourage you to give, I, I share from the word. But Romans 12 and verse eight speaks of a gift of giving. Say it with me this morning, a gift of giving. And so there are some individuals in, the, in a church family that'll have a gift of giving. It's a gift from God. And for those who have it, the Bible says this in Romans 12, 8, to give generously and liberally. And then I looked up those words, generously and liberally, and that means that those that have a gift of giving should give generously, but liberally means this. It means to give in large and generous amounts, all right? So there's individuals that God has given them a gift of, uh, of giving. So, and, 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 they, and, they, and God says this, if you have that gift, then give generously and also give liberally. Say it with me this morning, liberally. So that word liberally means in large or generous amounts. So just this month, just a few weeks ago, on November 2nd, uh, I received a check from a couple, just unexpectedly, a couple in our church that just gave us a check, 
and they had sold a house and they felt lived, led to give the proceeds from the house to Harvest Church and actually they gave more than the proceeds of the house. Um, and I remember I had mentioned it only once about two months ago there's a house or three months ago I said there's a house that was given to Harvest Church needs to sell if you pray that it would sell that's all that I did as I mentioned it that one time. Uh, we never had to take ownership of that house, uh, which was the original plan, and then we'd have had to pay taxes on it, do all this stuff, and repair it, and get ready for sale. They actually kept the house, and they sold it. And they just, without any uh, a plum or anything like that, just handed me a card on November 2nd, because I'll never forget it, um, and they gave me just a, a generous check for our building fund and uh, to help with our family life center, all right? So I won't name the couple today because of media and privacy, but God knows their name, and he will bless them for being a blessing to us and to so many others with the gift of giving because they not only blessed Harvest Church, but they blessed so many other uh, organizations and people without ever expecting anything. They just have a gift of giving. So they gave me a check on November 2nd. And I know by now you must be wondering how much the check was for, right? (laughs) But they gave me a check, and by the way, this you won't see this happen too many times in your life, but you're sitting in a church right now, and so this will be kind of like history, but they gave me a check for uh, $2 million. I thought that was pretty nice. So um, um, $2 million. And so of that... And let me just tell you what, I, you know, I'd have to ask how many times you've ever seen that happen in a church, not too often. And if you'll kind of put that into perspective, when we were paying off the church, and you helped us to pay off the church uh, back in 2013, we were like $1.75 million, and that took uh, a month and a half, I'm a month and a half, it took a year and a half, and we were able to pay it down because of a, a corporate deal. But what I'm saying is God can do it anyway. He can say, I'll take a year and a half, but he can also say, I'm gonna do this in a week and a half, and it's gonna happen just like that. I mean, it's just like that. We preach that, we do, but, it, but it comes from a gift of giving. So now of that $2 million, we're, that went into a designated account, which was our building account, but uh, the board, uh, we all agreed unanimously that we were going to give a tenth um, uh, uh, of an offering to missions. So at the end of this month, $200,000 will go out to missionaries in 18 different categories, eight, eight, but Assemblies of God missionaries and missionaries that are needing help, $200,000 will go out as a way of saying thanks to the Lord. And, and uh, so we're going to keep on. <laughs> so I'm happy about that. So here's what I want you to see here this morning. I pray that this miracle offering, because I'm calling it a miracle offering, I pray that it'll inspire us to give generously when we begin the year-long building of the building, because here's how it could go, all right? It takes four months to do the plans in a building. It takes one year to build it. But I'm really believing the Lord that in that one year to build it, uh, let me just put it this way. When we begin this project, we will already be 80% paid for when we begin it, 75 to 80% paid for when we begin it. And I'm really believing the Lord will help the rest of us rally and just be inspired by what it means to be liberal givers and, and just you know, to go outside the, you know. And, and, and I'm really believing that by the time we turn key into that building, it'll be paid for in full. How many could have faith for that, amen? So anyway, good news. <clears throat> 
So here's two things that I want to do this morning before we close. Two things I want to do. First of all, on this Thanksgiving Sunday, would you please give an applause of praise to the Lord for providing this miracle offering? Would you do that to the Lord right now? Hallelujah to the Lord. He's the one that provided it. Hallelujah. In fact, I think you better stand and give the Lord applause right now because we just witnessed a miracle. Would you do that to the Lord? Amen. And then, and second, my mom always told me to say thanks. So the second thing I want to do is would you please give an applause of thanks to the couple that gave this miracle offering so generously and willingly. Would you do that right now? Would you give them a God bless you? Amen. Hallelujah. Now let's give the Lord the best hand of the morning again. Would you do that? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stay standing. Whereas Forrest Gump would say, you know, I figure that's a good thing. You know, what just happened. I figure that's a good thing. It's a miracle thing, everybody. It didn't come. It came from God through someone he blessed, but he's blessing all of our lives. So it's always a together thing, but when something like this happens, you just gotta go, well, how did that happen? And then certainly I wasn't gonna stand up here and say, well, I know this, but I'm not gonna share it. When you got a miracle, you share it, and you're the family, and I wanted to share that with you right here in campus and also online as well. And uh, the Lord will continue to help us to be blessed, to be a blessing. It's not about us, it's always about him. So praise God, hallelujah, praise God. Hallelujah. Now, here's what I want to do this morning as we get ready to enter this week that I'm so excited about. And by the way, for those of you that have needs or, or, or saying, I, I really need a lift this week, I didn't know how I was going to do it, stop by. Pastor Gary will be there. He's going to work as quickly as he can to help you and, and then come back at the second service. If you need a, a turkey, these turkeys were supplied to us to give out. And they said, anybody can have them. You don't have to have, be in any situation or anything. You should say, I just need a turkey. I haven't got one, just get it. There's only 50. And so uh, we, we had 100, but now there's only 50. What are you going to say, Gary? Yeah. So someone was watching online when I said we had 50 turkeys, and someone texted me and said, Pastor Gary, I just feel like I'm supposed to go buy more turkeys All right. and come after second service. Wow. So we're going to have more than 50 All turkeys. All right, good. So what I'm saying is, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so you almost need a mortgage to buy a turkey these days and this is my bet <laughs> so what I'm saying is if you need that or you know of somebody that does then just come back and get it uh, It really have, we have to wait till second service right is that, we can't do it now we got to do it next yeah, got it. okay I understand so uh, to God be the glory hallelujah and then um, so that's going to happen uh, and uh, again, at, by the end of this month, we'll be sending out $200,000 to missions in a way of saying thanks for the offering that, that God just gave us. And then I just pray that you all have just an awesome blessing and just to be um, in awe of what can, God can do in all of our lives. Hallelujah. So here's what I want to do. I want to read Psalm 100 together. And Psalm 100 is a psalm of thanksgiving. It'll come up on the screen. And I want you to just read it right from your heart. And, uh, and we'll read it together uh, as a way of saying thanks to the Lord, all right? The Bible says in Psalm 100, it says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. 
We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good. Say it with me this morning. The Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Now give the Lord a great hand clap of praise. Would you do that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Man. Now, I want to ask you just to stay there right now because I'm going to pray a prayer blessing on you and your families before we leave today and this week ahead. And I want to just say here this morning, uh, if I, I had a, years ago, I had a friend. He was an American Indian, and he was a musician. He was part of a band that I pray, uh, played in. And uh, I always remember he got saved. He was a nightclub entertainer, and he got saved. And he gave his life to the Lord. And when he shared his testimony, he'd always say, make sure and be sure. Say with me this morning, make sure and be sure. And how many of you have made sure and be sure that you belong to Jesus? Amen. So he'd say, I want to just say here this morning, if you've never asked Christ into your heart, into your life, um, I want you to make sure and be sure and be sure that you're saved, all right? So if you're here this morning, you say, Pastor Perry, I need to receive Christ as my Savior and, your, and my Lord. I want to ask you just to join me in prayer right now. And Jesus will come into your heart. This is going to be the best Thanksgiving week you've ever had because you have Jesus with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So pray this prayer with me right now. If you say, I need Jesus to be my Savior and my Lord, I want you to ask you to pray with me right now. Say, pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for all that you're, you've done for me. Right now, I invite you into my life into my heart and I ask you to give me a new life forgive me of all of my sins cleanse me from unrighteousness and give me a new life today with my mouth I now confess that Jesus Christ is Lord so Lord Jesus I believe on you now and I receive you as my Savior and my Lord and I pray in your holy name in the mighty name of Jesus Hallelujah. If you receive Christ, we welcome you to the family of God and give everyone that prayed that prayer a God bless you this morning. There is a orange card in the seat before you. Those of you that prayed that prayer, there's an orange card on the back side of it. You can let us know that you received Christ as your Savior. You just ch check the box that says, I received Christ or I came back to God this morning. Online, you can say, I said yes. It'll come up on the screen and you can say, I said yes to Jesus. I received him as my Savior this morning. Just let us know about your decision and we just pray a blessing of you right now. Lord, I pray a blessing, Lord God, over your church, Lord God, we are your church. We are your, your people and the sheep of your pasture. So, Lord, I just pray a special blessing of your people today. God, thank you right now for just so wonderfully providing for Harvest Church for so many years in miraculous ways. God, I always pray every night, Lord, bless your people and make them a blessing. And you've answered that prayer so many times. So, Lord, I continue to pray, bless your people and make them a blessing. I pray it in the name of Jesus. And God, I just pray that this Thanksgiving week is going to be very special with family and friends. God, I just pray right now for your healing touch. Lord God, I pray for love to flow through families. And God, I just pray right now that you'll smile on your people, bless them, Lord God, provide for them and give them favor and let them know your peace. And I just pray this right now in the name of Jesus. So be blessed in the name of the Lord. And everyone that receives that blessing, say loud, amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day and a happy Thanksgiving.
We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us once again for this week's sermon podcast. We pray God's blessing on you as you face your day and week ahead. For more videos, messages, and other content, make sure you follow, like, and subscribe to all of our social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at GoHarvestEG. And be sure to check out our website at GoHarvest.org for the latest information on events and services. Until next time, stay encouraged and don't miss the opportunity to be a blessing to the world around you. God bless. Thank you.